0: You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarapp.com. Now, here are your hosts: Fantasy Baseball Experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's you, and it's Chris Meany. We're talking MLB DFS, baby. That's what we're doing. It's Tuesday. Yesterday was a frustrating day, although, Chris Meany, you did call another home run, right? That means that we are continuing the streak where one of us is right. That is good calling home runs. Making dreams come true, Chris.
1: <laughs> Making dreams come true. Yeah, our boy Ryan Humphreys, I believe, was in on it as well. Yes, he was. Uh, from Line Star. So a shout out to him who's uh who's called some home run shots as well over the past couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean Jared Eikoff is this is yikes. I mean, he gave up five home runs yesterday. So he's given up 16 home runs and they've come in his last six starts, and he's failed to pitch. Well, seven I was gonna say, in, in all any fairness, of
0: in all fairness, Chris, I mean, it would be yeah. easier to call or harder to call somebody who didn't go yard in that game, <laughs> right? Uh, with the Diamondbacks and Phillies, thirteen to eight. How many home runs in that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, oh. thirteen. Am I right? <laughs> thirteen home runs. I mean, yeah, when's If you're, all the time adding, that if you're adding
1: Philly in there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it between, was, Yeah, combined. Oh man, wild! I mean, twenty-one huge. runs scored in that ball game. There were 20 runs scored in the Atlanta Pirates game. There were 13 scored in the Washington-Chicago game. Of course, we got the you know the Colorado effect that had 11 in there as well. So it was a high-scoring night on what was a small slate for sure.
0: Yeah, well, listen, this slate should have been our you-know-what because we had yeah. it on lock, okay? Yeah. And you know what screwed it up? Josh Donaldson's punk ass. That's what screwed <laughs> it up, all right? And I'm mad about it, and we got tweets about it as soon as it happened. It happened in the first freaking inning, no less. Right. And, uh, you know, yesterday was a crazy day. I was a a chaperone on my daughter's third grade field trip. And then Mm -hmm. she had her dance recital rehearsal last night. So I was just going all day. So I was driving along creation, doing what you do when you're a parent, you know, this time of year, you're driving up and down going all over the place, running around. Um, it's fine. I'm finally settling in. I checked my phone. And I see a tweet from one of our listeners. He's like, oh, man, that Musgrove thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> was, you know, like, and I look and I'm like, uh, mother effer. Like, I just <laughs> lost my mind about it. It was so mad. And it, then why is Musgrove getting thrown out? Like, what, what is this all about? Why was it his fault that Josh Donaldson is a wuss?
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah, I really should have just been on Donaldson. It was a pitch, just in tight. It grazed his jersey. That's it. I, I know there's a lot going on in Pittsburgh, and there's a lot of people talking about this team, and you know they like to throw at guys, but there, he wasn't throwing at him. There's really no the no reason inning. for Donaldson to freak out like that. And I thought he should have been the guy who was tossed. Like he should have just taken his base, went to first, whatever. You want to say something? Fine, say it on your way. But there's really no need, like for him to. Go after him is basically what he did. I mean, he stopped no, and, walking you know, the first base. And the
0: Pirates spotted Musgrove a run in the first inning. It's looking good. Yeah. Everything's going great. Yeah. And then everyone gets their nuts in a bunch over this. And it's ridiculous. It ruins my whole night. It ruined yeah, my well, freaking night.
1: It ruined a lot of people's nights. It was, it was disappointing to see it was you for mad. sure. And how about Charlie Morton? How about yeah. Charlie Morton continuing um, just to be dominant, seven scoreless innings, seven K, only gave up two hits. He's now eight zero on the season. Um, you know he's just been he's been rock solid for three years now, and one of the most underrated pitchers in the game.
0: Yes, and look, you know, sale another ten strikeouts for him. He didn't get the win because the Rangers come back. No Ws. But one thing I will say. Yeah, no W's for him, no W's for Ryu. (laughs) It's kind of frustrating there. But one thing we are all over with that Nationals against Despond. So they put up 12 against him, so that was a good look there. We talked about them being very cost-effective. Ronald Acuna continues to just be red hot. Uh, His 15th home run. The guy is just absolutely on fire right now. So that's a positive. But you're right, Morton going to 8-0. That's definitely one of the stories of the night for sure. I mean, he has just been everything you can want. And people were – They were doubting him when he moved over from Houston. A lot of people thought, well, he's going to leave Houston. It's not going to be the same. I would argue he's actually been better in Tampa than he was even last year in Houston. And that's saying something because he was excellent last year.
1: Well, in fact, he actually has been. So through 14 (laughs) starts last year, 82 innings, he had a 2.94 ERA and opponents 657 OPS. So through 14 starts this season, in 81 innings. He has a 2.10 ERA and a 5.60 opponent OPS. So he has been actually better, which is crazy to think about. Um, good stuff. I mean, he's he's one of the better strikeout pitchers in the game too. He's really just changed his game. I remember, you know, looking into him about three or four years ago and, and seeing, you know, there's some reports and hey, him talking about changing his style a little bit. And I said, ah, I'm not really completely buying into it. He wasn't really a fantasy pitcher. And man, did he ever just change? Like now he's one of the better ones in the game.
0: Yeah. And, and look, that's, that's, what's exciting. And it's, and it's great to see it when happens to an older guy too, like somebody that you're not necessarily anticipating, you know, kind of towards the latter part of their career becoming as good as they have been. A lot of people were telling them because of the age too. There were lots of reasons, but yeah. I'll tell you, if you made investments on Charlie Morton in season long, you're very happy. If you made investments uh, in DFS this year, you've been very happy. And he was right up there with the big boys and he proves yet again, he belongs in that conversation. So that was yesterday in a nutshell. Stupid Josh Donaldson. Uh, all right, so we got to put this one away. I'm going to try my best to compartmentalize everything, put it away, and realize that it's Tuesday. It's a new day. Yes, it is. So right. let's get after it. And we're going to start with Baltimore. We got the the Blue Jays, Trent Thornton, and John Means going at it in Baltimore. Now, obviously, good ballpark factor there. Means one of their better pitchers. Um, on the FanDuel side, you got Means at seven seven, Thornton at seven nine as the standalone guys on the secondary. Uh, pitcher site on DraftKings. looking at these two guys. It's 7K for Thornton, 7-1 for Means. Now, you're seeing a little bit of a, not like a, a big giant bump, but looking on the fan duel side, Vladimir Guerrero is still just 3.0 against the lefty in Baltimore. I don't understand that pricing at all. Um, I, I want it. I want more Vlad Guerrero Jr. shares. I think there's opportunity there. Uh, outside of that, you know, with Dwight Smith on the DL, I'm not really feeling so much of the Baltimore side of things, although Trey Mancini's price is coming down a little bit. That's a good thing. So what are you looking at? You looking for like a one-off year with a guy like Vlad, or are you looking to actually get involved in this game?
1: I I have a little bit of interest in John Means, actually, Um, from a value standpoint. He definitely stands out on the line star app. Yeah, I'm just looking around at some of the pricing, and I mean, you mentioned it. It's just in the middle of the pack. I mean, you have to scroll all the way down on DraftKings to see him over at 7-1, and, you know, the same thing on FanDuel at, seven, at 7-7. at I mean, he's allowed three or fewer runs in nine of his ten starts. Um, it's been one or zero in, in seven of those ten starts. Not allowing a lot of contact either. I mean, four hits, three hits, five, four, three. That was a start in, in Boston where he had seven, seven innings, only allowed three hits, one run. So he's been pretty good. We've talked about him a lot this season. I mean, a 2.67 ERA, obviously maybe a little bit lucky and some regression maybe to come. But this Jays lineup doesn't – we're talking about Guerrero being mispriced, and it's like, who else,
0: right? Well, it's- that's the thing, and that's why I think it's just a one-off. I'm not looking to get involved in this game much. Um, it wouldn't shock me if it had some you know, decent offense in it, but I, I don't know. I just – I can't do it tonight. I can't get in there. In fact, when we go to Philadelphia again, you got John Duplantier and Jake Arrieta squaring off, which I think you might see some fireworks there again. I think it could be two days in a row with these guys. Um Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at the expected run total is, what, over nine? Is it nine and a half right now with these yeah, guys? Yeah, so-
1: it it's nine. It's nine. It's and nine. That, that'll probably jump up. I mean, Arizona is swinging, a, I mean, not just 13 runs yesterday, eight on Sunday, um, six on Saturday, Friday they scored eight. This team is is really starting to, to come together and score some runs. We know that they can hit lefties, but now they're up against a contact guy like Jake Arrieta. So, I mean, we probably won't see – 25 home runs in this game but we could see <laughs> I don't know. We, yeah, I mean I, I think you can continue to get behind them. Obviously, the value lies on FanDuel when you get like Adam 100%. Jones comes back in the lineup 3-2, Peralta's 3-6, Marte 3. That's that's where I would go that like three, the 2-05. Yeah. That's five. my
0: trio there. It's Marte, yeah. Peralta, Jones on FanDuel specifically against arietta for sure. And you have to have Peralta in there. I'm sorry, you just ha- absolutely you have do. to do that. Um but on the other side of this one, do you have any love for Harper or Segura or Hoskins, I mean, you know, against the the rookie there in Duplantier? Um,
1: not a ton. I, I do like Jay Bruce on the FanDuel side of things. He's 3-9. We, we know that, you know, he gets into these streaks. We talked about that the other day. But um, I'd still fade him over on on DraftKings at 4-8. Not a ton of love. Harper is starting to decrease in price at 4-2. Um, but there's some other spots I think would be, would be better. I, I do like Arizona, though.
0: All right, now the Mets, Yankees, uh, obviously, so who, who's going in the early game now today? Is so Vargas I guess and it's
1: I guess it's Vargas and um Tanaka.
0: Okay, so it's gonna no, be no, no, it's
1: it's not, it's Wheeler and Tanaka. Yeah, it's it's, all, it's Wheeler. Almost, and t-
0: okay, it's almost screwed up. Yeah, it it's Zach all, Wheeler it's and Tanaka
1: at one o'clock. It is, yeah, and then it's Paxton and Vargas in the late game.
0: Yeah, yeah i guess i is. yeah i'm not sure how how that all worked out or what 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 transpired yeah, why did there? they do that
1: why wouldn't they just roll vargas against right because i was at me, like maybe
0: i'm crazy i mean i'm crazy to be confused by it. i'm glad you were too because i'm looking I was like wait yeah. I mean, that's not what it was supposed to be and then you know they kind of flipped out i guess you know who wanted to pitch when and i guess who's a morning person and who's oh, a night person, okay. I guess oh, Jason
1: Vargas. I mean, I saw some some snapshots of him a couple of weeks ago. He does seem like a night guy.
0: <laughs> well, that's why he's going with the night start, baby. <laughs> you know, I mean, you really think he's going out there with that uh, that weird uh, junior college professor look that he's rocking sometimes? He's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, it's like a strayed... undefeated
1: since then. He's been falling uh, up. He's, he's a he's new man.
0: This... <laughs> He's got the suede, uh, the suede, uh, our elbow patches and everything. I feel like, um, anyway, Vargas on the drafting side is 7 6 against the Yankees, Paxson's 10 1. Uh, you're seeing the continued discount on Mets. JD Davis, by the way, hitting in the middle of that order, 3 6. He's mm-hmm. swinging a hot bat right now. Uh, you have to pay for Alonso and Conforto, obviously, but I wouldn't pay for Conforto against Paxton tonight. I would not do that. Frazier, his salary, all of a sudden, has popped way up. If you notice on DK too, uh, but on the FanDuel side, not so much. JD Davis two five, Todd Frazier two six, uh, even Ahmed Rosario is just three one. So uh, you know, and an Alonso three nine, McNeil three zero. So it's whether or not you believe in Paxton, and Paxton's been spotty all year. If you're looking into the contrarian play tonight. I can kind of understand the Vargas one. I understand the Vargas and the Mets because, I mean, that just seems to be the MO lately. Vargas has been good the last couple outings. I don't know if it's a mechanical issue or whatever it is. So I don't love it, but I think at this point, we have to kind of put it in the mix as an option if you're playing multi-entry, and I think it's way more of a FanDuel Mets lineup kind of thing than it is necessarily, and then probably more of a Jason Vargas secondary pitcher on DraftKings kind of thing. What's your breakdown and evaluation of this? Yeah, I think that's fair. I Yeah, 7-6 I like the... for, for Vargas on DraftKings as your number two guy, and then you get some Mets pieces. I think that might be all right. Yeah,
1: I do like Means a little bit more than him, but I, I understand that strategy. I do like the middle of that lineup, especially you the guys that you talked about, J.D. and Todd Frazier over on FanDuel. I mean, the, those those are free squares on a night like tonight, and you want to get some offense. I mean, Todd Frazier at 2-6 and J.D. Davis at 2-5. Those, that's... An, Real good spots there.
0: Well, I just uh, feel like the Yankees Jake are Paxton. gonna be very chalky tonight. The people will see Paxton, they will people will be. see you know a Vargas. And and there's nothing I wrong don't actually with
1: have it. a ton of interest in the Yankees, to be honest. I mean, against lefties, I know they're getting some guys back too, but against lefties, they, they rank near the bottom. I mean, they're they a do. bottom seven team in terms of WOBA against lefties, they strike out a little bit more against lefties. So I, I don't actually have a ton of interest in them. And, you and and I, you're right, Vargas is hot.
0: Vargas is hot, but you and I both know the ownership's gonna be high on the Yankees tonight. It's, it's, it's going to be the Vargas. Yeah, They're going to be at home. Yeah. And that's why I think as the contrarian play, again, this is a tournament-only. This is not a cash game discussion we're having here. This is a tournament-only discussion. So please keep in mind the context here because yeah. I think Yankee ownership is going to be higher tonight for sure. And there's always extra juice in the ballpark for the Mets Yankee series. Not what it used to be, but still extra juice for sure. All right. Now here's the one we got to get to right here. Luis Castillo on the road against Trevor Bauer. FanDuel price for Castillo, 9-8. You're going to pay $1,000 more on FanDuel for Trevor Bauer. I am not doing that. I refuse to do that. On DraftKings, it's the inverse. Castillo's ten four. Trevor Bauer's 9-9. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm taking Castillo on both ends of this. For the $500 more, I'm going to take Castillo, even though it's on the road. And for $1,000 less, I'm absolutely taking Castillo. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I can't get behind him on FanDuel. I was actually shocked to see that he was the most expensive pitcher over there. I was I was blown away, to be honest with you. Because Who, Trevor he Bauer, hasn't... you mean?
0: Yeah, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, like, why is Castillo. he the most
1: expensive pitcher? On I don't know. Fandu.
0: I'm taking the no no on both ends of this. I don't I don't get this pricing at all.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. Um a little bit of value, I suppose, on DraftKings, but I mean you're really, really rolling the dice at this point with Trevor Bauer. I mean, he just hasn't been himself. So I, I may have one share because of on DK only because of the feeling that I think everybody has in the fantasy community that Trevor Bauer is just not himself and he doesn't look good and he's up against Castillo. So it's a really, really tough matchup, but I think um, I will give the edge to Castillo here. I, I just, again, I can't, on the Fanduel purposes, like we talked about, not getting too cute with your lineup. I mean, there's no. Sometimes it's contrarian to spend up on that pitcher, especially if he's the most expensive guy and, and he's struggling. I just don't see it. I think there's more upside in a guy like Patrick Corbin, or Chris Pax, or Chris Paddock, rather, um, or even again in this matchup, Castillo. So uh, well, he's I mean, a fave for me at- on Fanduel.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at that too. And I, I know, you know, he had that bad start Castillo did in Milwaukee, but I throw that out the window because that's Milwaukee and crazy things happen there. It's like Las Vegas. You got to just throw it out the window. You don't worry about it. <laughs> and then he had, um, uh, the start against the pirates where he went five and a third and I get people weren't you know excited about that, but then he put up 49 points on the FanDuel side against the Cardinals in his last outing eight strikeouts. So for me, that was like, uh, don't worry, everything's fine. And just, you know, no worries about it. And Bauer has been inconsistent. So the way I look at this, it's it's absolutely Casio over Bauer on the FanDuel. What a thousand dollar difference. You got to be kidding me, bro. Like, I don't get that oh.
1: at all. No, I don't understand it either. So, I mean, think about some lefty bats. I mean, there's not a ton in Cincinnati's lineup. Obviously, Dietrich Votto is swinging a better bat. I'm not crazy about Jesse Winker, but, you know, no, it's not a, either. It's. I, I don't mind Dietrich and Votto in this situation. Like Bauer's issue has been walks and home runs, and lefties have hit eight home runs against him at 357 Woba, 472 Slugging. So I, I think you could maybe, I mean, Votto just hit a home run over the weekend. I mean, Dietrich would be the play at 2 7 for me as a tournament guy on FanDuel to go against Bauer 100%. because, yep. like I said, the bombs are just there right now.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and it's it's still a good ballpark offensively in Cleveland. You get, you know, it's still a, a friendly ballpark. It's not a bad one. All right, now let's go to the next one. Ariel Jurado, who I've been on twice and twice been right about. I am riding the roller coaster of Ariel Jurado so far. Six innings in his last two starts. He's been very good. Uh, he's on the road. It is against Boston, but 37 points, 40 points on the fan dual side and in terms of tournament pitchers, in terms of ownership tonight, he's just 6-6. Okay? on FanDuel. Now he's going and taking on Darwinzen Hernandez, which by the way, if there isn't like a fake Harry Potter wizard sounding name than Darwinson, I don't know what is. I'm pretty sure he's like a cousin of Albus Dumbledore. Where is Darwinzen <laughs> Dumbledore? He, I remember once upon a time when Darwinson came in and he cast a spell all over the Texas ranges and all of their bats flew away and turned into broomsticks and they flew ra- No, Darwinzen, Darwinson, Really? <laughs> Anyway. I'm I was waiting. You, I, I knew
1: when I looked at the schedule this morning, I just knew something was coming from Something's you. And coming. it's just classic. It's just it's yeah, is is great. And you know, he's just
0: I, I try not to disappoint.
1: Nothing nothing People special from stupid.
0: They expect it and I, I want to give it to them.
1: <laughs> and I and I love it. I eat it up. This is what I'm here for. Um, but yeah, Darwinson, I mean 32 walks and 40 triple innings this season. That is not good. He has some strikeout upside, 59k over that span, but um yeah, he's gonna he's gonna struggle with command. I know it's lefty against lefty. I thought about him at five-six actually. I'm like, hmm, a lefty pitcher against Texas. Maybe I can get behind this, but there's there's just absolutely no way that i that I actually can, because um, his command has just been so brutal since 2014. You look at it; it's just been it's been awful. A ton yeah. of walks, so not going to. Maybe go he there.
0: needs it. He, he's not exactly magical. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, okay, Garwin's okay? is not magical. So what that means is Ariel Llorado, seven five on DraftKings tonight. Ariel Llorado, six six on Fanduel. Uh, I'm telling ya, this you, this is there? not a night. W- I don't, I'm, I'm going there with, um, I'm going there with a lineup for sure. I'm done here right now. Well, because you look at the rest of the slate and it's Fulton, Evitch and Archer. It's all, you know, Martin Perez yeah. has been a little up and down. Corbin is the only guy and we'll get to him in a second. That really pops. It's like, okay, Corbin's the chalk of the night, probably paddock yeah. right behind him. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I'm looking at tonight as being another huge offensive night. And I want the big boy bats, not the little boys. I want the big boys in the lineup. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm even looking at some of the righties in this lineup too. Like Elvis uh, Andrews. Uh, even Astrobo Cabrera. Those are guys that are very nicely priced as well. Uh, we talked a ton about Delano de Shields. I throw his behind back in play here against uh, the Red Sox against the lefty too. So I think there's a lot to like here. And I mean, your has been good enough. Like he's, he's he been has been solid. good enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he and has. And it's been I mean, in
0: Texas too. So if why if he doesn't does it there, why can't he do it in Boston? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, well the reason he's been doing it in Texas is I mean he has a 53% ground ball rate that goes a long way pitching in Texas and you're going to carry that over to Fenway. It's it's a positive. I mean when you're keeping the ball down half the time, um that goes a long way and you know he's let he's yet to allow more than 3 runs in a start. I know he's only had 4 of them, but he's been pitching out of the pen. He's deserved this promotion as a starter because he's been good out of the pen, so um, yeah, I mean it's not a great it's not a bad value play at all. It'll no. allow you to do a lot with your lineup.
0: All right, here we go. Mike fires, Ryan Stanick was the opener anyway in this one. And guess what, boys and girls, on FanDuel, the A's are what? Underpriced. Chris Davis oh, three six, Matt Olson three two, Chapman's three six, Simeon's three five. So there's your A stack of the night again. Uh, as per always. Austin Meadows took a little bit, hit all of a sudden four three. So just a little bit of a little bit of a discount there on him, just yeah, pointing that out there. You know, yeah. just, just wanted we'll to take point it. that out. Not, not on DK though. Not no, on DK. no, five, still five, five on, on DK. Yeah. And all the other guys I just mentioned on Oakland are all four, one with the exception of Davis, who's just three, seven. So Davis is still kind of finding his groove. He's, you know, Chris Davis trying to get his groove back here a little bit. Dakota Hudson against Elisier Hernandez. And um, again, offense, I just see offense. And <laughs> wherever I look, I'm seeing offense. Goldschmidt's four, one on DK tonight. I think that's a terrific value in this lineup. He's just three nine. Uh, on FanDuel as well so certainly uh, definitely worth taking into account Uh, also got Matt Carpenter 3-5 on FanDuel too which bears witness so uh, what about this one for you also I mean I, I look at a lot of below average pitchers tonight we're getting a lot of spot starters a lot of fourth and fifth guys and that's the kind of evening where you don't have a sale you don't have a Morton you don't have a Ryu you don't have those guys it's it's wild wild west as far as I'm concerned and it's a night for offense not pitching.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I like John means so much too, you know, the Jays league worst average. So maybe they can get a couple strikeouts and, you know, do enough. And I was trying to, you know, get behind Dakota Hudson here on DK at 6-2, you know, trying to have the same approach as you. It's just You're really just banking on a win. And I do believe that you know St. Louis can do enough to to win this game and and Hudson could probably get a win and maybe come close to returning value. It's just where the strikeouts going to come from? He only has 45 and 65 innings, so it really does cap your upside despite him allowing three or fewer runs in eight straight starts. I mean, he doesn't give up a ton of contact. Most of it is on the ground, but he's also walking guys and not striking out a ton. So, I mean, a 6K per nine and a four walks per nine is... Is not fantastic. I may have a share too, Joe, just because I want that, you know, maybe I'll do the stars and scrub sort of deal. And maybe he can just go seven or eight and get me the W. But again, it's, I'm just, I feel like I may not fully go there because of the strikeout upside, but there's a good chance. At least you can take St. Louis on the road for a W.
0: All right. More offense here. Chris Archer, Mike Fulton, So yeah, Mm. a whole lot of more offense, by the way. Uh, I think it was nine strikeouts for Dallas Keiko in his first rehab start at single He yeah, was, and so, only one hit
1: allowed, I think.
0: Yeah, so, you know, he's motivated. He's ready. He's like, oh, my God, I need one more payday. I better get my act together here. Uh, but at any rate, looking at this, obviously, Josh Bell's still super expensive. Uh, Starling Marte, 3-7 on FanDuel. Uh, Ronald Acuna, 4-1. Those are two guys I just want to highlight. Acuna's just on fire. He's, yes. uh, you know, he is at fair price. Uh, absolutely yep. fair price. Austin Riley at 3-8. Very fair price, too. So these are guys you pay for, but good return on investment. Freeman went yard yesterday, too. If you want to stack up some Braves, I'm perfectly fine with going uh, Acuna, Swanson, Freeman. Or if you want to go Acuna, Freeman, and then go to Donaldson, you could do that as well. Uh, what's your take on this one? Because I just have a hard time. Pittsburgh is not a stackable team. Like they're No, just, they're me, not.
1: They're just they're not. not. No, they're, they're, they're really not. And yet. I want to. I
0: really want to against Fulton Hevich. I just yeah. can't get there.
1: I know. And and everyone should want to because, I mean, he's allowed 15 home runs in eight starts and five in his last two. I mean, he just faced Pittsburgh and he allowed two home runs against them, six hits, three runs. I just, yeah, I can't, I, I, I've seen some positive signs in Fulton but I, I can't get there from from playing him. And if I'm going to play any Pirates, I mean, you're right about Marte. Josh Bell is super expensive. Brian Reynolds seems to just be one of the safer bats um, in their lineup. He's moved all the way up to the two spot. Um, you know, he's making great contact getting on base. He's 3-1 over there on Fandle. Doesn't have a lot of pop in his bat, though. So uh, you're kind of capping yourself there. I'd look for some home run guys. Bell, Polanco, maybe Marte and definitely got to get some Braves in your lineup. 5.5 team implied totals, one of the highest on the board. Love them at home, um, minus 146. I know Albies has been struggling to hit a couple bombs yesterday. Austin Riley has actually had a bad week. I mean, he's got kind of to come back down to earth a little well, bit. Yeah, he had he to cool so off great. eventually. He had to cool off. So
0: but I, Archer's, just, been a, Archer's been right. so hittable this year. So, so I, like, if anyone's going to snap you out of it, I think it's him.
1: Right. And it's I've just noticed that Riley's price has just dropped slightly on FanDuel. It's like they won't raise anybody's price, but well, they'll mm-hmm. they'll drop it when there's a bad week. So Riley's actually eight. He was 4-1 uh, just a couple days ago. So I think, you know, you can jump on him.
0: This next one, I think, is a trap because Martin Perez at home against the Mariners without Haniger, it looks like a really good play. He's super cheap. He's six seven. Martin Perez has not pitched well lately. He's become Martin Perez again that's after true. all the nonsense and all the things. All of a sudden, the real Martin Perez showed up. I'm running away from this. However, with Mike Leake on the mound, I will have some twins offense. I just don't like Perez in terms of return on investment pitcher at all tonight.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I, you know, it's a giant trap. I, yeah, I get a little bit of love for him on DK, just a tiny bit at six seven, because um, we know Seattle strikes out a ton, especially against lefties. But over on Fanduel, I just can't get behind him, you know, to be my one pitcher at eight two. I would agree, I think he's a trap. But again, I will have just like I'll have a share of Hudson, like I'll have a share of Means. I will have one or two shares of Perez, but I'm more interested in the Minnesota bats. And how could you not be against Agreed. Mike
0: Leake? You know, and it's high the thing is like. Guy. And people want to say, well, how do you get up there tonight? Well, you get up there, with guys like Jurado. That's that's yep. how you get up there to these bats. And how do you get Polanco, Cruz, Rosario? I mean, that's that's just that's the way to go, and, and, and that's what you want to do. Yeah, right. I Absolutely. mean, we talk about chalk, not getting too cute. I mean, this is this is the best, arguably
1: the best offense in baseball. It really is. And they just got Nelson Cruz back to their lineup, and all he's done since he's been back is hit home runs. So I mean, Mike Leake has allowed 18 of them, 18 bombs this year. It doesn't matter, not against lefties, not against righties. You can go up and down that lineup. Whatever you want to do, you can get them in there. And if you're playing on Fanduel, you just take advantage of some of the discounts. Cruz is three five. Max Kepler atop the order at three eight. Crone is three five. Marwin Gonzalez is two nine. Like it's it's very affordable. You can get behind any of them. I would I would have four or five of them in my lineup tonight.
0: All right. Now, what's your next take on this one? Because you got Freddie Peralta, who uh, obviously pitched very well in his last start at nine strikeouts. Uh, for Milwaukee, and it was at home, but Peralta's been another one of these guys too, up and down. He's going against Peacock, uh, Brewers lineup, not quite the same on the road. So, I think Peacock's gonna have a lot of love tonight, too. I think there's another guy's gonna be very highly owned, and I don't know if it's wrong, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in him either, to be honest with you. I got, I'm I'm not going there, I'm not not going going there either. Again, what do I look at in this game? I'm thinking offense, like I'm just to me, it's just trying to get the right bats in here. And figuring out how to do that, and it's it's not – it's very doable because of the secondary pitcher market tonight on DraftKings. Even if you want to stay chalky with Corbin or Castillo or one of those guys, it's not – or Paddock, it's fine. But uh, I, I don't know. I think the middle guys tonight are the ones that are going to crush you, Chris.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And these last three games we've talked about, have, they're all totals at 10, like Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Minnesota, Seattle, Milwaukee, Houston, nine and a half. Like they're just, there's there's most likely going to be some runs here. So I Peralta is definitely a tournament pitcher. Definitely somebody to take a shot on on the road. Seen a little bit better, you know, from him on the mound lately. You know, his last start, 9K through 6. I mean, that was the only start. Well, he had one earlier in the year where he went eight innings at 11K against Cincy. That's the kind of stuff that he could do. Um, but against this Astros team, and, and Houston's actually hasn't been that good over the past couple of weeks. And they're not striking out of town, but they're obviously not the same well, team you know, with Springer, Altuve, Well, Carrera Springer and Altuve, it's,
0: you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you take three, and not just one, but then three massive of backs and, and 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 it's not you know it's it's tough Bregman has done all he can but there's only so much you can do and and Alvarez will help I mean I'll tell you why as a one-off two uh just for context Alvarez is three, three eight, eight. We we're talking about yeah. this when's it gonna happen but yeah. that's on DraftKings what is he and Fandul, Fandul? he's actually oh, he's getting, getting respect 5. oh he's 2. not getting respect. five baby oh he's
1: two five None. my goodness two
0: five there you go you ready? Jeez. 100% ownership. Jordan Alvarez tonight. <laughs> and it okay? should be. Lefty and at it home really against should Freddy be. Peralta. What do you have? Like 26
1: ownership. bombs and 70-something RBI? Listen I know it's PCL League, but whatever. All I mean, of you.
0: All of you. Yeah, All the man. fans out so, there of the
1: show. And, that, and that's the thing with
0: 100%.
1: And it should be with Peralta, too. I mean, a 40% hard hit rate for his career, 47% fly ball rate for his career. I mean, that's why we avoid him at home. But when you're going to go in to play a team like Houston, which is a you know a pretty decent ballpark as well for hitters. And you have Alvarez, who flirted with 30 home runs and 70-plus RBI and, and AAA and then hit a home run in his first game. I mean, it should be 100%. It absolutely should be at 2-5.
0: All right, now, game. the chalk of the night is going to be Corbin. He's 10-3. On Fanduel, I'm perfectly fine with that. He's 10-3 on DraftKings, so obviously, you know, everyone's just copying everyone's homework today. But uh, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with going and stacking the Nats again. Much easier to do on Fanduel. You want a cheap cash game, simple lineup. You go with Corbin, you take Howie Kendrick, Soto, and End Rendon, and you make it work. Uh, if you want to flip out Trey Turner for Rendon, you could do that. It's fine. It'll all work, especially with you guys. Guy, you know. Jordan Alvarez at two five and Vlad Guerrero Jr. at three. There's lots that you can get involved in here and make it work. This, I mean, nothing is a lock, but this is pretty much a lock against Manny Benuelos, I think tonight. I'm I'm not going on the contrarian side of this at all. I don't want to pay any attention to it. Just don't overthink it. Corbin safe cash game, highly owned tonight. And I like. I'll be honest with you. I like him better against um, than I do Paddock tonight. I just do.
1: Well, there's there's more strikeout upside. Then yeah, for sure I agree. I mean Corbin has a higher strikeout ceiling. The White Sox strike out more. You know, top three in yeah. baseball. I mean, they think they're yeah, they are they're twenty eighth in ISO against lefties. They're in the bottom seven in in WOBA and and every offensive category really against left handed pitching. So I agree. I think Corbin is is the chalk. I think he's the guy that you play in cash and you make it work, uh and then you just move on through through the rest of your lineup. You can easily sure. get it done. And, and you're right about the Fandle yeah. guys. I mean, how again yesterday Howie Kendrick like they're just Washington's just feeling out there, right man.
0: Now. They're just there. Uh, yeah. Junis and Turnbull. This is a pass for me. I see nothing in this game outside of no. on FanDuel side. You get a little Mondesi at 3 8. That's that's a nice little one off if you're looking, but other than that, yeah, I have there's no, no value in it. Uh, and then you no. got Quintana against Peter Lambert. Uh, now this one's interesting because Lambert was pretty good out of the gate, and Quintana's been pretty good this year overall. But it's in Colorado, so it's one of those things you kind of throw your hands up and it, and you don't know what to do. I, I, I'm i not going to have either of these guys. I just don't feel like it's a good return on investment, even though Quintana is just 6'5 on FanDuel, which is really, I mean, that's that's very low, and he's, uh, look, same price as well. Yeah, so very
1: low. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I just, trying to pull you in, I know. It's funny, it, it, I almost
0: had to do a double take because it's the same price on FanDuel. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to go all the way down there, I'm going to take your auto. Yeah, I know it's Boston, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just,
1: no, I, can't I, get there. I I feel you. That's again, I'll go back to means. I'd rather just spend the, the extra few hundred dollars and go that way. It's, it's a contrarian tournament play. If you guys want to go that way, we know the upside is there. Lambert may be somebody that we talk about on the road. You're right. His first start was really good. Small sample yeah. size, but 62% ground ball rate. That's what you want from a Rockies well, pitcher. If you what. go look at his minor league, it's the same thing. 50% ground ball. rate.
0: And that's the thing. It's like, if you're going to go contrarian here tonight, you're going to go wackadoo. Go with Lambert. Don't go with Quintana.
1: Cause, yeah. Because I don't think Quintana going to
0: win you any money. Go go all the way off the board or, or don't yeah. go at all. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's that's the way I would go with this one. All right. Paddock against Tyler Beatty And look, this one's going to be highly owned too. I just prefer spending a little bit more for Corbin with the strikeouts. That's that's what I prefer. Uh, I don't love the, the Giants lineup, but, um, you know, Paddock. Paddock's had a great start to the season. I just wonder if we're going to start to see a little bit now of the wear and tear on Chris Paddock on the season. Like, I wonder if, as we start to turn the page into June, July, in the summertime, if that starts to happen at all. Um, I think you're getting an indication of it in the last two starts, just nine innings over the last two starts. I think it's coming a little bit. So he's still been good, don't get me wrong, but has he been great? No,
1: he hasn't. No, no, he hasn't. And he's, I mean, we've talked about it before. He's, He's getting hit hard. He's starting to give up some home runs, five in his last two seven in his last four, um, you know, yeah, he's still been fine, but you're right. There's, we have to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit on, on Chris Paddock. And, you know, he, he enters this start with a 45% hard hit rate and that's tops in baseball. It's and I'll great there with Tom Garner on, in your arena.
0: On 10, six tonight on, on DraftKings. No way. I'd, I'll take Corbin for 10, three. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah, not doing yeah. it. If I'd you're giving you a spend significant up, discount, it's different. Yeah. Or
1: sorry, yeah, I'd rather spend down on Corbin, save the three hundred, and you know, to be honest, I may even just, I mean, even just sprinkle a little Bauer, just because to be a little crazy, and I see the upside, maybe it's potential low ownership, but, um, yeah, it's just the Giants don't actually strike out a ton; they really don't. Um, I'm no. sure he'll have a good start, and maybe he can get you the W. BD's not a not a great pitcher himself, but, um, I'd rather just save myself the three hundred dollars; could actually go a long way with Corbin.
0: All right, last, Kenta Maeda and uh, Cam Adrosian opening this one. So uh, who you got in this one? Uh, you like Kenta Maeda at 9-7, or is that kind of 8-7 on FanDuel, 9-7 on DraftKings? I don't know. I just, I'm just not excited about it. I feel like once you get to the 9-7 range, you might as well just go up a couple hundred dollars more and get Corbin. What's the point? Exactly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Exactly. And that's the one thing about trying to attack the angels is, you know, it seems like a pretty decent offense. Again, yesterday, all you have to do is pitch around Mike Trout and Hingen Rio would get that W. I mean, there's a guy on first with two outs and they pitch to him in the seventh and he hits a two run shot. Just pitch around him. I mean, that's it. You can attack this angel squad. They just don't strike out a ton. And you're just looking at Kentamaeda. I mean, it's just been a, better pitcher at home. He's got a five point zero nine ERA on the road and a one point six nine ERA at home. I mean that's a pretty big difference. So and they do well against righty. So I'd rather just I agree. I'd rather spend up, get the pitcher with the higher strikeout ceiling. And maybe, you know, think about Joey Atani who's he's still a decent price. He's three nine over on DraftKings and then on FanDuel he checks in at three five. Cole Calhoun, a lefty against a righty he went yard last night. He's three four. So those are a couple guys that I would think about in the late slate.
0: All right, it's time to call our shot right here on On Deck. And uh, I'll tell you what, as we said before, he should be 100% owned. Jordan Alvarez at just, come on. I mean, come on with the pricing, FanDuel. I love it. I I just love it. Come on with the pricing. He is just 2.5, and he's going yard tonight. That's right. Not only is he going to be the absolute steal of the night in terms of price, but he's going yard on top of it. That's where I'm going. So, Chris, where are you going tonight? Where are you calling your shot?
1: Talk about returning value at 2-5. My goodness. That's right. Um, he's not
0: only going to be the man, he's going to beat the man. He's going to return the value at 2-5. I can't wait. Woo!
1: <laughs> this seems pretty chalky of me, but let's not forget, Mike Complete Game Leak is on the hill. So, I mean, he is coming off a pretty strong showing. But I am going to go to Minnesota for my home run. And this is, like, I guess he's a he's a favorite of mine. So I'll have to go with Eddie Rosario in, in the four spot. little... I was I mean, gonna go there. Where could but you I could, go with Minnesota? You, know, you could go I feel, anywhere.
0: I you could, but I I feel like I could tell from when we were talking about that game that you were really into it, and I didn't. I was gonna pick Rosario, and the day started. I was like, no, nope, no, nope, <laughs> I'm gonna you? let Chris. Yeah. I'm gonna let Chris have that one because I know he's really feeling it, and I want you to be happy. That's <laughs> that's what this is all about. That's what this marriage oh, what is a all a about. Hoax. It's giving hoax. and taking, and that's why we're still together <laughs> for all these months doing this show. All right. So, from a betting standpoint, what do you like today, Mini?
1: All right, from a betting standpoint, let's start up at the top. I'd like there to be some runs in Arizona Philly, so I'm going to take the over. I think there's going to be some runs there for sure. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with the under in Cleveland and Cincinnati. That's eight and a half with Bauer and Castillo on the hill. Uh, Let's take Oakland on the road. Mike Fires has actually been pretty decent. I know a lot of guys will want to go to Tampa and get some home runs. Sure, you can do that. I don't suggest stacking Tampa Fires has actually been okay, but I will take Oakland on the road there. I'll take St. Louis on the road. I'll take Atlanta at home, the twins at home, the over in Milwaukee and Houston, Washington on the road. And then we'll wrap it up with uh, the over in LA with the Dodgers and
0: the angels. All right. So make sure you're getting that line star app and make sure you're using the optimizer tool, get you all the information you need. Again, it's the best out there in fantasy sports for DFS Also football is coming too. So make sure you get the fantasy football black book, 2019 edition DFS chapter by Chris Meany relative position value by me and a whole bunch of brilliant fantasy football minds in that one. So make sure you check that out. Matt Francisco, Jake Seely, Nate Hamilton, a host of others. So fantasy football, black book, 2019 on Amazon paperback Kindle. And of course you can get it on iTunes as well. That'll do it for us. You got to follow us on the Twitter machine at Chris Meany at line star app at line star MLB and at Joe Pizza Pia 17. So there's only one thing left to do. And that's step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe, tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pisa Pia and Chris Mene.